Welcome back to another episode of Dating Tales and Mating Fails with your host, Trace. And today, we have a good friend of mine. Uh, I think you were actually the second person to book me. Huh? Yeah. Mr. Big Pedro. Hi, folks. How are we doing here? I have... I'm coming in as blind. I know it's like a dating podcast, yeah. whatever, right? I'm also a dinosaur. I don't know if he's told you anything about this here. I've been married for 17 years. I got married before Tinder existed. So I have never had an app on my phone. I have never used any sort of electronic way to find a date. Yeah. Uh, so I'm literally like a brontosaurus over here. I, it, so it's going to be interesting. No, and that's kind of why I, I thought it would be good to have you on. Is, Different perspectives. Well, so I read something the other day, and it's 45% of men ages 18 to 25 have not approached a woman ever in their life. And the room goes silent. I know. For anything, it's shocking. Is it, though? I mean, we're around some comics that you look at and you're like, yeah, you you feel uncomfortable talking to your aunt. You know, there's, there's some dudes that you know, it's the second X chromosome is, you know, involved. There are no, actually, I should say, there's an X chromosome men too. As long as there's a the absence of a Y chromosome, they lose all semblance of, you know, any sort of conversation ability. So I'm, I'm half surprised. The other thing that's weird, too, and it is an observer looking at outside stuff, uh, I've got nephews that are, you know, either, well, one of his graduated college, but when he went to his prom, they didn't go with a date, like when, you know, back in the 1900s and early 2000s, uh, they went as a group. Yeah, that's a new thing. So, like, six of the boys got a, got a, a, a rental, and, like, six of the girls got a rental, and they met at the dance. Oh, they didn't even go together. No, dude, they traveled in their own groups. And then when they got to wherever they were getting, they traveled in their own groups. My son's going to homecoming at the end of the month. Uh, and they're going again, same way. It's a group and a group, and they're meeting when they get there. How? How? I shouldn't say this because they're children, but how does that in- indicative of them? Um... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Exact. And, and I love that you gave sign language on the audio. I, I know why. I, I <laughs> to just be there being like, oh, well, I'm just going to take this out of context. Yeah, I, how do these kids fuck? Uh, how do they get you know, to the Ikea part of insert, what is it, tab B and slot A or however it goes? I don't know, dude. I mean, they locked up R. Kelly and birth rates are dropping worldwide. We, I don't know if it's part of it or, or what. Yeah, but they're not, they don't pair off nearly as much. And polyamorous, I didn't even know that existed until Wayne Brady came out like a month ago. I'm talking about dinosaurs. But it is, it's, I don't want to go weird because it's just different from how we yeah. came up, but it is certainly different. Yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons, I mean, that's the reason that I thought it'd be good to have you on this is. Yeah. Bring some of that old school flair to the dating world now. One of the yeah, he's sly, calling me old, <laughs> real, real smooth right here, real smooth. 
I like how the whole time you're going, I'm a dinosaur, I'm sold. Now you see, Trace is called the old, what a little bitch. <laughs> That's called self-deprecation and being a little thin-skinned. I'm just messing. <laughs> yes, and it's a term in comedy. Oh, I've heard. I've heard. So you don't, do you do stand-up at all? Yeah, just Trace, yeah. Oh, so you got to drag her down the Broward lane. Well, that's what I was telling you about the roast. She does roast. She's fucking phenomenal. We're starting those back up uh, very soon, actually. I'm thinking about, so I run a writer's room. I don't know if you can tell me. I run a writer's room and some other comics down in Fort Lauderdale at, at, at Kelly Brothers Irish Pub every other Tuesday. And and I'm thinking that I'm going to flip-flop. I'm going to roast writer's room, roast writer's room. Just to get a little variety in there. Plus, I like roasting as well. I do. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> that's because you're a sweetheart of a dude, right? Uh, you know, yeah, the, you know, you, you guys from Cleveland, you're either complete assholes or you're nice. You 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 lean more to the to the, to the nice side of it. There, I'm a New Yorker yeah. with Trinidadian descent. We're mean, so I can't. Yeah, it's like you know, it's a it's a a way to get it out of my system so that I don't like you know hurt small animals and shit. So I like making fun of people. No, I got you. Listen, I, I'm all about it, but I just like to watch it, not be a part of it. Hurts your heart. She's great at it. She's phenomenal at it. <laughs> and that's why I was just like, okay, well, I don't want to do this, but she's going to be my villain. And every time you ask me, I would go, ah, so Arya, you're getting booked. <laughs> We're bringing you down to some roast. In fact, we talked about this, this uh, was it uh, Emily and Jamie Lee from Two Girls, One Blunt? Yeah. Cast on a little cross promotion. We'll tag you. Uh, they want to roast as well. Oh, each other? Yes. Oh, that's so, great. So we're, we're, we're putting together a little, uh, little roasty action again here just to keep it rolling. I mean, I've watched these things on TikTok and I've seen all the, the Jeff Ross roasts and all that on Comedy Central. We, um, we've got some roasting talent down here in South Florida. Uh, the, the, the South Florida talent is better than what I think a lot of people would expect when they enter it. Yeah, it's a lot of younger folks, uh, and we're back to me being a dinosaur again, but there's a lot of people that have been in comedy for, you know, two, two years, you yeah. know, three years. How long two years. You, two years, okay. Well, I guess a no, year and a half. We talked we talk about this before, though, right? You've done, you did, it wasn't necessarily stand-up, but you had experience of performing in front of people. Yeah, I've done, like, plays and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And so that, you're coming in, you got a little... Something extra than a dude who's working at Target, and they told me he was funny, and he decided to go to an open mic. So I don't really consider you like a two-year guy. Huh? I, mean, I think you came in with like a year under your belt already. Nah, I don't keep it up. Keep it up. We're not. We haven't even talked about any dating at all, and you giving advice. But I like this. I like this version of the podcast, Aria. We just get people on, and they compliment me. <laughs> I'm really being extra nice today because you're your Browns guy. I know. I don't talk about this. I'm a Falcon fan, dude. I know. I know just as much, if not more, pain than you. Oh, you want to go there? We're not going to go there. Cause it's a fight. It's a solid. It's point. gonna. It's gonna be just an argument of who sucks more. And we're both gonna end up crying at you. So it's not. Oh my gosh. Uh, but anyway, so dating. <laughs> what I. 
I know that you've said that like there's a difference between now and when you were on. What are like the main things that you've seen between like the gripes of people that are younger now versus back in your day? Because I've been noticing the shift and mm-hmm. I just want to see it from, you know, somebody who's has that 10,000 foot view. Well, I, I think the, the internet in general is destroying society. In, in, in all aspects, including what we're talking about here, right? yeah. and it really got bad when they flipped it around and put the camera on the front, because we used to be, you take a picture of something you saw, so you're sharing with other people, hey, I saw this. Now, it's look at me, look at me, look at me. Even if there is something to see, it's look at me in front of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> look at me in front of the tower, leaning tower of Pisa. Look at me in front of the Statue of Liberty, right? So it's very narcissistic now, more so than back in the day. And because of the narcissism with the camera on the front, people put everybody or, you know, again, I'm taking some of this from, from what I see online and all that. But they put everybody into boxes. So, for instance, both you and I are well over six feet tall. So we would hit. I tell everybody I'm five ten. <laughs> That's just to piss off. That's beautiful. So Bill, we would hit, from what I understand, all of the algorithms. Yeah. Out there, but if a dude's five nine. Back in the day, he had a shot if he had a little bit of gift to gab or, you know, now it's either you got to be tall or rich or both. So that, and that's the biggest difference, I think, is that guys don't have as much of a chance as they did before uh-huh. because they're using the the dating apps. Again, it's high-level view. I'm not in this whatsoever. I don't want my wife trying. What app are you on? It's in my throat or anything. The high-level view, I think that they... the Pool that people are looking at is tiny because it's all like, all right, you're five ten, get away from me. You make sixty grand a year, get away from me. What do you drive? Get away from me. I also, and this is completely off topic, but something is I'm thinking about it right now. I hate the power couple, the two that get together just because he's got some sort of business that she can. You know, benefit off of and vice versa and they're just you know we're just doing everything we have to do to get ahead i fucking hate those people they don't like each other and they're gonna be divorced or not together in a very short time this is gonna be very awkward because me and Ari's next question where it's gonna be would you want to be in a relationship with me I was a gay man, right? I know this has nothing to do with sexuality. No, I, I get it. I get it completely. You know, just being to being. I understand. We can be Scientologists, and then it's just two bodies. There's no gay or straight Scientology. Ask, ask your boy Travolta uh, on that. Uh, if I was a gay dude, uh, pretty sure I'd go with a smaller guy than you. Uh, you know, Trace, just, you know, just roll Aria. that out there. Aria, what are your thoughts on me and Pedro as a couple? Who's the top? Who's the bottom? Is what That's asking. really the question. <laughs> That's what he's asking. Son of a bitch. I mean, it's as soon as I walked in the room, she felt the aura. I mean, you do. You I, listen. You give off daddy energy. I give off Papa Bear, but you win the daddy. <laughs> Even though uh, you know, I'm a significant percentage Indian and Beta is boy or son in Hindi, I'm very much alpha. No beta. 
how do you feel about that, Aria? What was just said about your culture? <laughs> Yes, and they said it on Blackish. Yeah. Uh, Dion Cole and the other black dude, I can't remember his name right now. He was um, Anthony Anderson's assistant on the show. They were like, yeah, so the ones that could say the N word, and I'm like, even though I had clearance, I just said N word instead of the actual word. Uh, obviously, African Americans, and then the people from the islands, because as Paul Mooney said, you just a nigga that dropped off first. <laughs> so, uh, but then they went a little step further. They, they were like, can Puerto Ricans say it? They're like, yeah, but not J-Lo Puerto Rican. They're, uh, so like, what do you mean by that? They're like, Daddy Yankee can say it, but Mark Anthony can't. That sort of thing. <laughs> the Dominicans, pretty much all my, my complexion, they can say it. They're from New York. They say it all the time anyway. And according to the U.S. government, because I was born in Brooklyn, there's a B on my birth certificate. So there's the one drop rule of the United States. I don't know if that's still in the books at all. But back in the 1900s, if you had a, a drop of the uh, of black blood, B was on your birthday. For, for black? Mm -hmm. Oh, we learned something new. There was no other on like forms and shit yeah. until the 90s. Right? So I remember distinctly, I got home from school one day, my mom's on the phone. And this is back in the day when the phone was attached to the wall. And she's on the phone with the HR for her job because they put out these new forms and she marked other on it. So they're like, you, we can't have other on here. You got to give us something. She goes, well, all right. Well, myself and my mother were born in Trinidad and Tobago. My father is from Rajasthan, India. And my mother's parents are, uh, my, my mother's a quarter Yoruban, which is modern day Nigeria, a quarter, uh, uh, Carib Indian and half Scottish. And they said, hold please. And they came back and goes, all right, so we Googled Trinidad. It's an island. And India is... <laughs> so we Googled it. Yeah, we, go we, we Googled to Actually, we Google. I'm mixing up terms because it's 2023 now. They broke out an encyclopedia. There was no Google yeah. in the early 90s. So we looked it up was actually the term. We looked it up and Trinidad's an island. Um, India's in Asia, so Asian Pacific Islander. Go ahead and mark that on the thing. This is a real conversation they had, right? Asian Pacific Islander, for those out there not exactly sure, Hawaii, we're talking the rock, yeah. is an Asian Pacific Islander, right? I have no Filipino or anything in me. Uh, three days I was Asian Pacific Islander, the entire family, until HR called back and let her put it back to O. Oh, because the attorneys took a look at that and was like, we get sued for that shit. That's so funny. So go ahead and put, put that back to O. So I'm, yes, I can say the word to answer your question. Do you have the passes? Oh, yeah. I got them in the car. Oh, you have right. So, yeah. So uh, I love my clean on that. I have cards that I hand out to people with my like, social media stuff and all that. And on the back of the card, it says good for one for use of the end one. I'm saving mine for February. <laughs> the stipulation is no hard on. <laughs> I I know. I've just keep. I've been that's stacking them a mile high, waiting for that month. In the dating game before you. Oh shit! We've been together for 
20 years now. So I was in my very early 20s. So you're just talking, you know, high school, college. Yeah. Early 20s. You can barely remember. Back in the last girlfriend I had before my wife was Jamaican Chinese, I would advise stay away from that. It's not only a spicy combination on a dinner plate, it's a spicy combination of a person, too. <laughs> <laughs> just a person. He said, proceed with caution. <laughs> That's great. So how how did you meet your wife? We worked at the Cheesecake Factory together. Okay. And just we were in a friend group together, kind of hung out, and we split off from the group. We were orcas. We would have split off and started our own pod. Is the easiest way to think about that. Plus, you also, the restaurant business is evil. If you don't figure out an, an exit for yourself, you're going to be there the whole time. She wanted to exit. I wanted to exit. We found that as a kindred spirit. I like that. Yeah, it's interesting because me and Aria split off from our group and created our own little pod called Dating Tales and Mating. This man should do comedy. Yeah, and we ain't fucking at all. <laughs> but like, I, I guess my question is like, what was what was the process like? Like, yeah, you you did you know know her from that, but like, what were the symbols? What it were the signs? Let's put it this way. Small point of contention on that, but go ahead. Yeah, a lot of people nowadays are, how do I put this, um, stupid when it comes to dating. And as somebody who has went through the process, and it sounds like work like gangbusters, right? Like, you obviously have the tips and tricks of the trade that you can, you know, lay that 90s Mac down for all the... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. The first late seventies. You didn't have to go all the way that far back, right? Uh, you know, late late set. What am I? Sixty-five. Am I Billy D. Williams here? I, I can speak openly and freely because the wife has been here right now. Uh, because there's conflicting stories on that. She chased me down, basically. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm only able to say this because she's not here right now. Um, it was kind of, a, we were just friends and then it, it turned into something a little more. It was not like, you know, we were, either one of us was really like hunting each other down or whatever. You know, when you work in a restaurant and you, you, everyone parties together after too, it's almost like a, it's another high school. So you know, we were just like, um, we were hanging out in the entire group the same way that Slater, Zach, uh, Kelly, Lisa, and Jesse were hanging out. I'm not even including Screech. Uh, right. you know, I will include Screech because then he had what's her face came in after uh, the the chick whose dad is the producer on 90210. Tori Spelling. Oh yes, yes. Tor yeah, Tori Spelling came all, back in after. Yeah. Aria's all about Tori Spelling. Have you ever have you ever watched an episode of Saved by the Bell? This gave you the whole. I just gave you the whole the whole crew the right whole there. Crew. Yeah, and then we just kind of broke off, like you know, Slater and Spanner. Yeah, that's just interesting because I feel like that doesn't happen as much nowadays. With like because people don't talk to each other anymore, and people don't hang out with each other anymore either. Like even the kids in high school right now, they're more likely to talk to each other through Call of Duty yeah. than they would be in the same room hanging out with people. Yeah, no, I mean, that 45% thing, really, 
That was the most jarring thing I've read all of. Hey, do you know any young person that I mean like under the age of 30 that that dating someone they didn't beat on an app? I want to say like two people. Out of a large group of people that you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So I mean, that right there, the talking stage that used to be back in the day doesn't exist yeah. anymore. Because it's just do you, did you swipe left or did you swipe they just swipe right on me. And the other thing with that is people are super picky now. Because you see, it's almost like, uh, you look at like, it's like a baseball card or whatever, boy, or attributes or whatever, NBA 2K or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or and they're just like, you know, no, yes, no, no, that, no, that. So, what's the 45% is a wild number. It's the, oh, no, it's ridiculous. It's the ick factor. Like, that's the big thing that all the women are saying now. It's the, the ick. The the one small thing that's going to turn me completely away from somebody. The ick is so real. And it can be the smallest thing, too. Like, you get to the date and you don't like their voice or something. You didn't do anything, but you just get the ick for no reason. What ick do you have that you, like, if you sit down and you're like, damn it. Right, that's a little mean that I think of this. Do you have an ick that you're like mildly embarrassed about? Not liking their voice. Um, and there's other random things guys do that can turn me off that are probably not turn offs for other people. But if they try to hook up too fast, like first or second date, that gives me the ick. Because it's like if they're doing that with me, they're probably doing that with everyone. Now, when you say hook up, do you mean sex or making out? Sex. Okay. Yeah, that's another terminology change too. Because, you know, the I think hooking up back in the day was like making out. Yeah, it just used to be making out. That's something yeah. that has shocked me since moving here. That's why I always like to get the clarification. It's uh, I feel like on most of these, like let me ask you this because I, I I don't know if we've done this on the podcast, Aria. What do you think of as first base? Because there is the base system: first, second, third, home run. It's probably easier to work backwards because home runs obviously. P and V, or, yeah. P, yeah, or P or P and whatever orifice you choose to use. Don't P in an orifice. Uh, <laughs> Some people are into that. I, uh, what is it, Trump and Putin, they're both into that. That's okay then. <laughs> With each other? Possibly. Who told you this? This man, the internet's a dirty place. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're saying that in, uh, so oral is, is third base, is what you're saying? Yes, oral's third. Oral's third. So the second base is a handy? I think second base will be feeling the first. Shirt sure, under, under, under sweater? Yeah. And first base is kissing. Uh, okay, that, that that seems to be standard. No, that's the standard. It, the only reason I ask is I've asked this to other people, and they were like, "Yeah, like second base is having sex." I'm like, "What is a home run to you?" Exactly. Like that is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah. if, like second base is fucking. I mean, third base what anal, and then four, then a home run's meeting the parents. Like, <laughs> apparently, a home run is is a group thing with the parents. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. Kiss and French, two different bases. That's the same thing. That's like. <laughs> it's like being like, oh, my car doesn't run on gas, it runs on petroleum. It's the same thing. Yeah. Literally the same. Oh my gosh. Well, 
Wow. That's uh, I honestly don't have a number for that. It's been so freaking long. Guys, I, I, I really do. I forty seven. Anyway, it was oh please dude. no no I have nowhere no no Playboy of, of whatsoever form right I, I did fine in my day but I have no Derek Jeter or Leonardo DiCaprio in any way shape or form right I can tell you uh, in my twenties because I got with my wife when uh, when I was a twenty three in my twenties was only two chicks before her in my twenties so as an adult you can put you can look at it that way there was there was two and then and then wife so. Then how old were you when you lost it? I was 17, 18. Okay. I graduated high school at 17. Yeah, 18. No, I think about it. It was that summer, so 17. Okay. That's not bad. I just sound like normal. There's nothing weird here. It's not like um, uh, Charlemagne the God, the the radio personality. He's like nine. He's like, I lost it at nine. You're like, what? Nine? Uh, then he's like, well, you know, finally later on, maybe I was molested a little bit. It's like, you know, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not, it's not the same. It's kind of like that. I was so confusing. Oh my God. Like, yeah, so he's like, you know, by eight, I was at second base already. No, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's kind of different now. Because back in the day, there were, there were those bases. I think people walk directly to second base now and first and second base, there's dudes out there right now on the app, more than likely, uh, on third base without under the shirt or without even kissing or anything like that. And there's some that probably started out at home base, too. I was working for a a company that was based out of Utah, and we had to fly out there for some training. And I met up with two other guys where we connected in Dallas. And, you know, you're from the same company, you chat, whatever, whatever. We landed in Utah, and while we're at the baggage plane, this guy's on 10. And the next morning, he's like, close the deal. So, you know. Yeah. There's no stages anymore. No. Life's a video game now. It's on the phone. Oh, no. no, I think that's a a really interesting way of putting it, just for the fact that you're right. It is a video game, but for a lot of times, it's a zero sum. It's either you're fucking or you're not. Oh, are you about to say something? Ah. Uh, speaking of your fucking area, not. I will tell you one thing on this here. For guys uh, that were, uh, you know, 18 or up in the 1900s, uh, the amount of guys that have had, uh, what do you call it now, sex workers? I don't, don't want to use the ace word or the key word here. Whatever word you want to use. No one back in the day would... Admit to it, yeah, uh, or or have it. I never have, but then you have guys now. It's as open season. Yeah, you know, I know they do that too. They're on, you know. Uh, I'm sure you can find them through Instagram oh, yeah. or whatever. So uh, I've said for a while. I've probably said this on the podcast. Sorry, uh, I wouldn't. I would never pay for one prostitute. Not one. I'd pay for 10 at once. Uh, and that's just for the fact that I've ran through a bunch of scenarios in my head. I've never came up with one where I could have sex with 10 women at the same time without me being like, and here's a hundred dollars for you and for you and for you and for you. So there's no way I could do it. So the only way I would get that experience is by paying for it. 
But I also think that most guys, if I said that, even back in the day, they'd be like, yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> well, now they'll be like, yeah, what is book a flight to Columbia? Didn't you hit up a bunch of girls in Texas and try to get orgy together one time? Yeah, I was trying to do that over the course of several years. You were trying to do that without payment. Yeah, so that was the goal because I had the, the number at 10 and I was like, and so I had a bunch of women that I, over the course of like hooking up over like probably, I don't know, 10 years that I had around seven women in my Rolodex that said, just let me know. And if you get nine other women that are down to well, do this. Why didn't you do it with seven? <laughs> because it's not 10. <laughs> when you set a goal. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Ten was on the spirit board, not seven. Yeah, it's such a weird number to be like, oh, I had sex with seven women at once. What am I, some sort of idiot? (laughs) Ten. Because they said ten, we set the goal at ten. Everybody agreed to ten. I'd feel weird coming in and being like, listen, we're three short, but like, we really need to make this thing happen. And then I got into a relationship with a girl and I lost all those girls' numbers. Uh, and now I'm back at zero. <laughs> no, it's just like I thought I was going to marry this woman. Uh, so. no, normally it means she changed her number. That's that's kind of... I, if I was that girl, I never would. I wouldn't have changed the number, I'm just saying. I don't so know what's wrong I, with her. No, no. She didn't have all their numbers. I just kind of forgot who was in the list because it was one of those things where I was like, well, it was Jessica and Nicole and Brandy and Sarah and Sarah and Sarah and Jessica and Mandy. You know how it is. There's too many Sarahs there. <laughs> there were a lot of Sarahs. <laughs> Are you from Texas or Ohio? Which I'm not even. Oh, I'm from Round. So you chose Browns fandom? No, my dad was a Browns fan. Okay. And he's from New York. So he chose Browns fandom? Well, he was alive in the 50s. And I don't know if you know this. Yeah, little Jim Brown actually. Yeah, it was when the team was actually good. (laughs) And then he became a fan. And then they were terrible. And now he's dead. And they seem like they're turning it around. No, they're, they're terrible. No, today. <laughs> well, no, well, their star running back's done for the year. Yeah. And the uh, the quarterback has to get massages at halftime or he can't perform. So, do you know about the Browns quarterback? Deshaun Watson is a dude that plays quarterback for the, for the Cleveland Browns. He used to be the quarterback for the Houston Texans. And every masseuse, every female masseuse or masseur or whatever the damn word. Masseuse. Masseuse. In Houston, he... Hired for a massage and then propositioned for more than a massage. I yeah, think I heard about that actually. quite yeah. aggressively. And from what we understand, yeah, like he let's not get into this because this is one gonna just this is a very contentious thing. And two, I hate talking about it. I hate him. I hate that he is the, the leader of my team. I hate that he's. The the captain of the team. that You take that guy, the guy that has to pay for handies, the guy that, not even paying for full-on penetration, just a good old hand job. That's the guy? 
that and he can't even do that right where he has to force them to do it that's the guy that you want leading your team fuck you like god damn fuck you for doing that now that this is a sports podcast or anything here, so I want to get to sports. But it sucks, so. This is true. Uh, well, the, the Atlanta Falcons and Cleveland Browns have been fucking both of us for years. So, I would take your quarterback at heartbeat right now. That's awful. Actually, wait. We can try. We can... <laughs> How did you meet the other two on uh, Girls that you dated? It was always friends. Uh, friend friend groups. Um, one was a, my sister of all people who hooked me up on a blind date. Uh, I think I only think I was 20 yet. probably 20 or 19 or 20. See, when you're... When I am north of 40, and literally all the years... Like, somebody asked me the other day, he goes, what year did you graduate? And I was like, 95, the 96. I graduated then. All the years start doing right. like, do, doing like doing like this. And I, I did work with another chick as well. Uh, when you work in a restaurant, and I did from... 18, 19 to like 23. Mm-hmm. That's your hunting ground for lack of a better term. I've got a buddy of mine who's a manager right now. He will at a restaurant, he will remain nameless, but he ran through all the chicks in the, in, in the, uh, oh, so in, in the restaurant. The restaurant industry is very different than I think what a lot of people think of it. Like, the, I hate saying this, but the movie Waiting is, I think, a very it's, accurate. it's a pretty accurate depiction of working in a restaurant. Have you ever worked in a restaurant, Aria? So it's basically a bunch of people that, uh, I don't want to, how do I put it? That don't want to be there, but they all really enjoy being there. That's like, I think the best way of putting it, they, they love the, the lifestyle of it. The ones that are like true in it. Because there's people that are like, oh, I'm here for a part-time job just to get through college. And Pedro, tell me if I'm saying No, it you're, you're spot on. There's like three different people that work in a restaurant. I'm talking like it's a wait staff. Because the, yeah. the kitchen's a little bit more like a normal job, if you will, because they get like an hourly rate and 40 hours a week, blah, blah, blah. But when, you're, when you're a server or a bartender, you're living off tips because uh, America sucks. But um, there's three types of people that are in a restaurant. There's the lifers, mm-hmm. dudes like 55, 60, you know, still waiting tables or, or, or imagine. So always, that, can I just say about the lifers? They mm-hmm. always have a girlfriend that's like 24. They're going to be 50 plus and they're going to have some girl that's just working at the bar. It, it's creepy. It's the weirdest thing. It is, but it's always there. Yeah. It's, I'm like, it's the restaurants. 100%. And now that, that person works whatever shifts they want. They're in with the management, blah, blah, blah. blah. The second one is someone who's going to who's going to school and working at the restaurant because it's very flexible schedule. You can work it around your classes. And then there's the third person that's no longer in school. They're not 55, and every day all they dream about is leaving this fucking place. So those are the three. I was in the third column. I was in the second column, but I felt like the third. Well, I started in the second column. Most of was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> transitioned into the... Yeah, you go second, third. <laughs> first, second, third, really, is the way it was. You and end as a lifer. I, did one, did I, I can't even remember if I started bartending right before I turned 19 or right before I turned 20. It's fucking melting together. Because in Florida, you can pour a drink legally before you can drink a drink legally. Yeah. 
Uh, I used to be illegally drinking behind the bar all the time, but that's a completely different time. No, that well, that was something that uh, I remember the first time. Like after this, this really has not been about dating or sex at all. Uh, I'm sorry. There's been some sprinkles this in there. Has been, this has been just us talking about working at a waiter, <laughs> working at a restaurant. Is what this has become. This is what our podcast is now. It's restaurant talk. If you want to fuck a wet restaurant worker, listen to this episode. God damn, probably uh, won't be that hard. Either. Oh no, it's it's very easy. It's like it's like the only thing that would be easier is having sex with somebody that works at a Renaissance fair. Because they they more than likely smell. Well, yeah, but they'd be fucking each other. Like that's who's, all the Renaissance fairs are. Who's cleaner? Renaissance fair worker, standard carny. Renaissance fair worker, I agree. A standard carny. Because here's the reason. A Renaissance worker wants to be there looking like that. A carny, that's just the life decisions that have brought them there. This is fair. I the people at Comic Con. Oh, the, well, that's just, that's something. That's just life conditions. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. The, that's the 45% that Trace was talking about before. Those are your Comic Con people. All oh, from what I understand, the nerds be getting down. Oh, no, they'd be fucking. They'd be, they'd be fucking a lot. It's, uh,. I know people that go to those things. They don't go to those parties. Well, that, they tell me they don't go to those parties. But who the hell knows? Because why would you want to admit, like, oh, I went to Comic-Con. I went to the orgy room. Like, that sounds absolutely... Nerdy screaky. No, dude, I mean, that's what all furries are. Are, like, super nerdy people. And all they're doing is fucking each other. I don't care what... Yeah, we might get canceled for that. I'm sorry, uh, Arya. The advice for people, it, what Trace is trying to say is, uh, join communities. If you're interested in Comic-Con, join the King community, the fetish community. All the stuff on Reddit. I like how you put it so eloquently so that, so that well, nobody she, comes she, in and comments there's, there's almost 9 billion people on the planet, right? And Char- Charlie Murphy, rest his soul, uh, he said, whatever weird thing you can think of, doesn't matter what it is. If you're thinking right now that there's a black dude named Jose in Seattle that's got a car battery attached to his nipples, it's probably happening. Yeah. Because there's so many people on the planet. So even if you got some weird stuff going on there, you know, you can find somebody that likes weird shit too. Yeah. Very, very positive, I will say. It's, it's very much... Us talking about, hey, this is how you fuck people in this industry. <laughs> this industry is full of a lot of slutty people. <laughs> what are, What are your views on uh, 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 flight attendants? <laughs> That's changed a lot. Yeah, because back in the, I mean, they had a TV show. I think it was Pan Am or TW. One of them had a TV show about. The flight industry, the airline industry in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to be a certain level of hot in order to be a flight attendant back then. Call them stewardesses back then, by the way. Uh, now, not anymore. Uh, we flew back from Trinidad in July. Went down for a wedding, Trinidad in July. And the flight attendant that was taking care of our section looked like Roseanne Barr. So I think you're, I, I see what you're saying. And, so uh, I think that was a more prevalent thing back in the day. I think 
that we're on the same page. Yeah. That only hot people should be allowed to fly planes. Right? Didn't have the plot of Top Gun? <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> I think Seinfeld, he, he's, he's the one that said, you can tell how attractive somebody really is by when you see them at the airport. And I think that's the best way, because that's when nobody gives a shit how they look. Like, if you're attractive in the airport, you're just a hot motherfucker. That's another thing that changed, though. And this might be, uh, you're, you're Indian, are you? But, uh, you're Indian from the subcontinent? Or was there a stop-off, like, in Guyana or something on the way? Pure, okay. So directly, the bloodline is directly back to the subcontinent there. The, I'm by way of Trinidad. And back in the day, everything's different now. But I'm talking about when I was, you know, a teenager and a little younger when my parents were in control of everything. I didn't travel, and we flew pretty regularly. My mom worked for an airline, and I, you know, we used to fly internationally. My family's all over the place. It, I was in a button-down shirt and khakis to fly. Yeah. You know, and, and loafers. Flights at 6 o'clock in the morning. Now, I'm in sweatpants, vans, and a t-shirt. So your outfit now. Yeah. <laughs> no, these are jeans, not sweatpants. Oh, my, my fault. Not sweatpants. This is mine. I mean, like what yeah. I normally wear. Wearing slippers, uh, basketball shorts, and the most raggedy tank top you've ever seen. Vans are just the most comfortable things on the planet. Uh, that's why I have really fucked up feet. I've had surgery on one foot, and I've had surgery on this knee, which kind of messed up that foot as well. Uh, and I wear vans all the time. Vans sponsor me. Tag Vans in this thing, by the way. Okay. Uh, Vans. Hey. Get on this. Time to get away from the... You can keep the skaters. You don't have to get rid of them completely. But comics. Comics love Vans. That's and, a whole nother avenue for you. And wait. Skaters? Comics? Skatebird Miami that you... Put on as a show. Vans! Vans, let's go! Now, Skateboard Miami, we're getting derailed again here. There's a lot of sidebar conversations here. So, myself and a couple of other comics, uh, Vladis, Vladdy, his, it's pronounced Vladdy is his name on Instagram, and Mike Dabba, who's Mike Dabba on Instagram. We've got a, that's, that's yeah, interesting, right? We've got a, a little LLC going now called Custom Laughs, and we're starting to do more shows and pulling some more venues and things about that. Uh, in South Florida, so Aria, when you're ready to do some stand-up, let me know. Trace is already done the room now, they could come back again. But every Wednesday, we're down in Miami at, uh, at Skatebird. Uh, they're awesome, by the way, the folks that, that run the actual skate park. And Joner, the guy who owns the skate park, it's the first one he's owned, but he's designed like 60 skate parks around, around the country. Word. But they're usually like for municipalities, so he builds it and he leaves. But this one is his babies putting together. They've got Great venue areas for us to do shows. There's a couple of skate bowls. We'll be doing podcasts from there. So it's a full experience. Uh, there's also, if you got kids, you can come watch the show and the kids can get a skate lesson while you watch the show. So you, the, the, everything's all over. Really? Yeah. I don't know that part. Make a little date night action for you and the wife when the kids are occupied on the other side. Dating very important when you're married, by the way. You date, continue dating your spouse even though you're married. I like that. I think that's something a lot of people forget to do. Yeah. So what advice do you have for like people that are interested in someone in their friend group? How should they approach, how should they proposition 
So if you're like in a group, you've been hanging out for a while, unless you're completely clueless, and you've said a lot of people are completely clueless, and I'm only saying this shit again because my wife's not here, she probably would call me clueless herself if she was here. But there has to be, everyone knows who you like. Yeah, I like this one, I like that one. There has to be some sort of reciprocation or you'll catch a vibe or, or something. And then you can't be scared. Disaster. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point, is the lack of fear in it. The 45% you were talking about earlier was purely fear. Oh, 100%. 45%. But what if they're not sure? How how should they feel about it? Well, no one's going to be sure. Well, you just, you just and, you know, hang out just the two of you a couple of times, and you'll know right away. Does it feel funky? Uh, does it feel normal? We actually ended up splitting up. It was two couples that hung out independently of all the other folks. So even if there was like a party or whatever... We're all there, and then the four of us kind of, kind of leave, right? The two of us are still married. The other two people are married to other people. <laughs> but uh, you got to just, I guess, one of you's got to ask. And so she'll, she would probably, she was more, probably more aggressive than I was in the beginning. What did she do? Um, How did she ask you to hang out one on one? They really, I, I don't think it was an asking. I think it just kind of, that one kind of just happened organically. And then uh, the the first time we got to to uh, which, what was which base was second? Kissing was second base. No, kissing uh, second base is feeling. All right, so caught in a rundown between first and second base uh, yeah. in, in, in that in that vicinity, uh, dropping her home after we were hanging out one night and having in the car. Uh, so, but you'll know second skin contact. Your hand hits her hand or arm or whatever, you'll kind of catch the vibe if, if it's getting reciprocated or not. If it's, you know, hand jerk back or, or whatever. But the problem with that, Ari, is that because people don't talk in a room or in front of each other anymore, it's all text. Uh, maybe a FaceTime, I guess you know, that's that's the closest that people get to a, to a regular conversation. But if, you can lose a lot of context when texting. If your only conversation is texting back and forth, you actually have to, like, at some point, buckle down and talk to somebody. Like, actual verbal mouth-moving sound coming out of your mouth, not, you know, not on the phone. That's why I I hate messaging people on these apps. I just always, if I match with somebody, I'm just like, hey, let's grab tacos. What day are you available? Because it's just... Having this back and forth, you're right. What is the, the, they say like 80% of conversation is nonverbal? Yeah. And so if everything that you're doing is text, you're getting rid of that whole nonverbal side and only doing just, hey, this is what I'm saying. And I think that, you know, when you come to, when you were saying like, you got to feel it out, with, one of my moves is always put the hand on the leg. If they move it away, it's a soft leg. Way of being like, okay, let's see how it is. Right there on the thigh. She moves, then don't go back, you know? But if she lets you stay, she's probably open to, you know, a kiss. That's how I've, like, judged it a lot of times. When I I told you that I used to take girls to that secret bar uh, off on Clematis. And that was always the thing, is I'd take them off to a corner, we'd sit down, and, you know, the touch of the thigh, Okay, let's see how she feels with it. And then you get that connection. You test in the water a little bit. Yeah. There's, there's how, how do you test the water is in the text? Send me a picture of your tits. How do you? Yep, that's, a, that's, that's it. 
That's all you can do is be like, hey. As the only lady in the room right now, I hear people, and a lot of the stuff is just, I'm around comics, right? And a lot of the comics out here are younger than me, so I sit there and listen to all the stuff, right? Uh, if a dude invited you on a day date, mm-hmm. is that an ick? Or is, is that... Now, would you prefer the first date to be a day date or a night date, or does it really matter? Night date, but it doesn't really matter. Okay. Breakfast is not weird? Is it a brunch? Uh, I mean, I definitely prefer night, because you can, like, walk around downtown. You can, like, go for a walk on the water. It's like, it's, it's more romantic. Yeah. Uh, now, I also think that it has nothing to do with the fact that we're all comics and we love more people to come out and see us, but a comedy show is a great first date. You see, we actually talked about this before. I think it's a terrible first date. No, no way, dude. Uh, to separate two things here, having someone come to see you as their first date is a terrible idea. Yeah. You taking someone or two of you going to see comedy is a great first day. So you sit outside and take notes on what they are laughing at or what they kind of twist their nose at or whichever. You get a little insight into people's personalities a little bit. But someone to come out to watch you do a set that's possibly going to date you, awful idea. couple of things. Number one... Your set is your set, right? And you, yep. you want those cringy whatever notes that you get from somebody else's stuff. And secondly, you're going to act different on stage because you have her. Uh, yes to the first, no to the second. Subconsciously, you because and I'm not saying you're changing your words. You're paying attention to her reaction or, or if Ari is on stage, his reaction more than everybody else. I I get what you're saying, I do, but I've had several times where just a woman that I was seeing ended up showing up at a mic or That's something. That's different, though. Well, there was one where I met the girl an hour before, and I told her I was going to this mic. I still think that's a little different. What I'm talking about is that you've been in, you've chatted with them a few times, you've had conversations, maybe you talked on the phone a few times, and then the, when you finally decide that you're going to meet person to person, you're like, well, I'm doing a set at you know the dog park in Clematis. Uh, come out, come out and see me. Uh, your performance will suffer events. Why my wife doesn't come to a lot of shows? Because I'm more concerned that is she good? Yeah, and then uh, after the show is over, part of our job is to mingle. She's not a huge mingler. You know, I feel like it, it, I'm more concerned about how she is. Yeah. me doing what I, you know, what I need to be doing. No, and, uh, and I'm with you on that. I, I don't like it when people come out just for the fact that I feel like I have to then hang out with them for a while and spend all my time making sure that they're having a good time. And then I'm like, okay, wait, I need to, like, I still have a job to do. I still have to go and talk with people and share everybody. And hey, that and yeah, well, when I do that, I get weird looks. <laughs> I've tried. I, I think the same thing if you went up on stage, you started chanting Trace, you get weird looks. Yeah, I just don't think our acts were, are indicative of one another. We should try, though, changing. No. <laughs> you want to do a, a complete switch? I know I do your set, you do mine. I, listen, you could do my set. I don't think I could do yours. <laughs> 
We'll get Mac, Mike Dabba to do yours, and I'll do Mike's. I'll let you do my set either. Uh, we're, we're getting derailed again. All right, what's the next? What's the next question? What advice do you have for like approaching someone they see attractive at the bar? Like, what line should they use? What should right, they so, wait, what time do you say you have to be at this thing? Okay, it's seven forty. Yeah, we're gonna another ten minutes. Okay, uh, I am better at the. Uh, how do you stay together and how do you find them? <laughs> so if you've dated a person a few times, uh, which are, I think, and I know that I missed out on some opportunities as a young guy as well. It's just you can't have the fear. Because you. we all have that friend who is, by definition, unattractive. Yeah. But always is always has a girl. And it's basically, it's a numbers game with that. It's like sales. They'll just literally talk to anybody. And the one hot, they're the one that's not nervous to talk to. And they, the really, really, really hot chicks always tell you that nobody talks to. No, that's exactly it. I've said this on the podcast before. Ridiculously attractive women are super into me. Okay-looking women hate me. I <laughs> and I think that's exactly it. Because no guy wants to get off the wood and talk to the hot women. We got a, a, a bit of an extra kind of thing, though, as comics as well. I mean, as a single dude doing comedy, someone in the crowd may get attracted to you just from the jokes and stuff that you were doing. I mean, I had an old white woman try to buy me yesterday. I do a slave joke uh, uh, about how I can't work out in the fields. I need to be in the house. And I asked this lady, I go, if, if you bought me, would I be in the house? And she was like, absolutely. It was a little creepy to be, yeah. to be honest with you. But that, it's just, it's the fear. When, Absolutely. Um, sorry, you saying that just, this is the girl. The, so I was out at a bar in Broward, and I came up with the best pickup line. And it's very simple, and only comics can do it. And it's, it's sorry, were we booked on a show together? <laughs> and the, the girl was like, oh, my God, what do you do? Like, oh, my God, like, what? No, we weren't, but what, what show? I was like, oh, well, I'm a comic. And she's like, I swear, she goes, do you know Joel? You're bullshit. Swear. You think you she she goes, do you know Joe? Uh she knows you. Yeah, I certainly don't don't know. Oh, that, that, There's that, another girl though. But uh no, yeah, she knew you. That's possible if some that, that somebody knew me. Well you used to work together. So but it, I mean the the line works like gang bus is what I'm trying to get at. And try it on the wife when I get home. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and knock on the bedroom. I'm like, hey, we were we both on a show together? Just who the fuck are you? And, she, <laughs> and she's gonna be like, What what do you do? What kind of show is this? Uh well uh, and so it's overcoming fear. But that, it's the same, and that's honestly the same thing for kind of everything. Uh, how many people, when you could be brought up a million times that we do comedy here, the second people know you're a comic, how often do you get this? I've always wanted to try that. Oh, all the time. And why do they not want to try it? Because they, they want to shit their pants if they have to talk in front of people. Yeah, it's, it's fear. Yeah. I have a, a new manager, and he said, oh, I've always wanted to do it. I'm like, dude, you should. He's a funny guy. He's told me bits that he writes down in his phone. I'm like, these are honestly good bits. Do this. Like, mm -hmm. try it. Like, you also know somebody that's in it. Like, it makes it so much easier to be like, okay, we're going to do this. Like, just do it. Just go. Like, you, you're going to know where all the open mics are, everything that you need to start. 
This really the only thing you need to start is you need five minutes of talking. So you need that's it. Five rehearsed minutes of talking, and then you you can move you can move on, you can move on from there. We got another eight nine minutes. Are you sure? I was yeah, sure. no, I'm, I'm, no comedy show starts on time. I mean, it's so slow. And yeah, nothing, nothing ever started. We were supposed to start at eight yesterday. We started at like nine thirty. Yeah, that really was. Uh, that was a fun show. Oh yeah, but so shots to Gaetano and Scum Comedy. Uh, we did a veggie, veggie ball show. Yeah, 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 Gaetano was dressed like a, a Miami Vice villain. Uh, fun show though. I, I didn't think I would enjoy. Having people throw plushies at me. Yeah. But it was kind of funny. I was really, really messed up, and they told me to do the 15-minute, like, like... A little like, warm-up action? Yeah, a little warm-up action, and I thought I did, like, a whole set, and then afterwards, <laughs> she was like, you did, like, a minute and a half of comedy, and then we're like, listen, I was probably up here for, like, five, seven minutes, That's so awesome. it was, like, seven minutes left. <laughs> and this is, like, I was so fucking... That's hilarious. I did 18 last but that's fine. Yeah, you did a long... Well, he told me to stay up there as long as as you want. He goes, uh, he goes and if it starts lulling, we'll play the music to get you. They played music yeah. <laughs> before me. But, yeah, yeah, that was a really good crowd last night. I, I enjoyed myself at the Veggie Bowl. All right, so we only got a few minutes left. We got some rapid fires. We can go through the rapid fires. You uh, between the ages of 17 and 19. All of it. <laughs> 30 years. This is rolling. Yeah. I regret living. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm a Falcons fan and a Knicks fan. I know a lot of misery. Well, this has nothing to do with dating. But okay. I'm just saying that you, if, you can kind of tell if a dude knows misery or they're a little, you know, or again, or cocky by who their favorite team is. Pedro, we're rapid firing. Rapid firing. Set sports quarter. <laughs> oh my god! The most, the most cringe. Well, now like I can say there's been you know two decades of the wife. My most cringe move now is uh, is fondling in a target until I get told to stop. <laughs> yeah. So we're in a department store somewhere. You know, you get a little, play a little, little grab ass with your significant other in a, in a department store until she tells you, "Are you?" Fucking serious? Can you stop this? That's funny. I thought you meant more of the breasts than just in public. That I would, I would get in trouble for immediately. I would be shocked if you did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the most degenerate thing you've done in your dating life? I've never been. I'm not too degenerate in anything. So you too, never too. like fucked at the Cheesecake Factory. I mean, oh, I mean. <laughs> That's a yes. Not at the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, he went camping with people from the Cheesecake Factory with canoodled in, uh, you know, sizes around there. No, dude. No. It's, again, the, the 1900s, man, there was none of this 10 people thing like you were talking about earlier. And like actively looking for like the term unicorn, I learned the other day at a comedy show. I didn't mean show. that you were all fucking in the tent. I meant no. you guys shared a tent, and you and your wife ended up fucking we, we with people in the train. tent. No, 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 not you fucking them, but why? We had our own tent. Okay, because all I'm saying is Virginia's for lovers. <laughs> 
there's I think there's a Virginia key in the key. Hey, rapid fire. Do you have any like worst date stories or best date stories? Look at first dates on me. Jesus Christ, you got me going back to when Bill Clinton was in office trying to think about trying to think about these things here. The not not really that that like pops out like like awful. I was such a like happy go lucky dude. I'm also a little oblivious to things. Uh and I spent most of my time, you know, kind of freshman year of college through getting married on some level of pot in my system. So I'm sure things might have been more cringy to other folks. To me, I was just like, la, 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 we're hanging out type deal. Yeah. What was your most awkward sexual encounter? And I try everybody. It's the first one. Uh, and it's just because it doesn't last as long as you hope. You're like, first you're like giddy that it's about to happen. And then when it's actually happening, you're like, oh, this is kind of nice. And you're like, Fuck! It's over! Yeah, mine didn't happen that way. You had whiskey dick on your first No, I, I, I just a lot of times don't finish. Oh, and so the whole problem with it was just me being like, this is it the whole time. Just being like, oh, this is. And you, you have improved on that situation since, uh, I would assume? Sure. You have enjoyed it since, is what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> a few, a few times. Why, why do I do this? You really got. I never even thought about. Did I enjoy all these times I've had? So I don't think I did. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> you got. Oh, I, I actually say this uh, on on stage. It's three things. One is honesty. That's everybody said, and it's the truth. I mean, honesty is the truth. Uh, that's one. You like that? That's one. Uh, two is not everything can be dumped on one person. So not all of the planning can be on one person. If you live together, not all of the stuff in the house can be on one person. As you know, like the shit you used to have back in the fifties, the man comes home, sits on the couch, and the woman does everything else in the house. It's not that way anymore. You got to help out a little bit. And the third one's cream. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Is that it? Yes. Okay. And then on a cream pot. Uh, listen, that's how you should normally end up. Uh, <laughs> all right, do you have anything that you want to share? Anything you want to plug? Oh, I have a new Instagram at Aria the Comedian. Nice. We'll follow it right now. When, when will this be uh, out? Uh, my goal is going to be Tuesday. So okay. Like to... The only reason I ask that is I am hosting... For Ellie Rodriguez, shout out to Ellie Rodriguez, cool Miami comic. I was hosting for Ellie at the Miami Improv on October 8th. That's oh, shit. You're doing that show? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, come down to that. Uh, Skatebirds every Wednesday. Uh, every other Tuesday, we do Kelly Brothers Irish uh, Pub for the Writers Room. We're going to be having some more roasts. You'll see Ari down there pretty soon. Uh, that's all I got to plug at the present second. Okay, for me, uh, actually, I've had an influx of shows I'm really excited about. You can see me this Thursday at the Beer Garden in Boca. The 14th, I'm going to be hosting Lilo's Library. And then the 21st, I'm going to be guest spotting at the new Smoke Inn in West Palm. So... Stuff's happening. Support live comedy. Yeah. It's you, You've got to go to sleep at 12 or 12.30... Anyway, so instead of watching the Big Bang Theory or King of Queens again, 
leave the house, watch some comedy, and have something to talk about with the people at work the next day. Or here's another tip for you. Have something to talk about with your significant other that's something other than, you know, Mad Men or whichever that you've watched together. Go experience something, come back, and then reconvene. I'm with you. And as always... You are loved, people care about you, and when things get hard, it's just about taking one foot and putting them in front of the other. Just getting through what you're going through, because there will be a light on the other side. Until next time, guys, I've been Trace, and this is Dating Tales and Mating Fails.